people. This is idiots versus idiots. <laughs> we are a business and marketplace news podcast. I am the senior vice co-host, and this is the associate co-host, the big man. You're every week. You're just going to add another nomenclature I, to you. I'm going. I'm up. the vice president of the senior yes. analyst of the co-host of marketing yes. and branding. Like that's that's right. And uh, you're just the guy who's here for. I would say window dressing, but you know, <laughs> no one's seeing through that. Hey, I'm we, a very attractive man. All right, I'm a very attractive, large, baby uh, hey, blue-eyed man that's true. that has served me and, well. And you, all right? and you do have those very cute dimples. Um, but before before we get into, we have a we have a crazy set of sh- like stories for you people today. Yes, we're we gonna do. go through. And we're gonna explain the marketplace, and we're gonna explain. Um. Something or other. Business news. <laughs> I love it when your brain doesn't work. It yeah. makes me feel good inside. Like it, it justifies how, the words those, that come out of your mouth on the most. So then, so those little blips in time where my brain just goes, "Oop, turned off." That's how <laughs> big is, man is all day, twenty four seven. Is that what it is? I got. Yes. It. All right. Over at Idiots vs. Idiots, we are death peddlers. That is right. We peddle the death mm-hmm. of plastic pollution. Not only does liquid death. Murder your thirst. 10% of every can sold goes to end plastic pollution. And let me tell you, my friends, it is a superior water delivery system. I would much rather drink out of a can versus a plastic bottle. Now, if you add a pair of koozies to your order on liquiddeath.com and use code IDIOTS10, you will get those koozies for free. That's right. I like them. Can you, can you, is Dasani offering you free koozies? They no, are not. not. Ice Mountain? No. Evian? Not no. Mm-mm. Was it? Isn't it Evian that's like naive spelled naive backwards? Ba- that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. We're going to get that tattooed on your right forehead. There. there you go. This first story is a hoot. It's a goof. Yep. Good time. The meme. Redbox, <laughs> which still exists, by the way. Didn't which know. is crazy to think, right? Like, seriously, right? You think 2021 yeah. and you go, Redbox, how is that still a thing? But you know what? And this was interesting. I actually found, I thought that exact same thing when you sent me this article. And, so, I, and I thought it. And I go, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 how is this still a thing? But it makes sense, right? Most of the United States is rural, right? Right. Internet is not as super wide fast. as you would think like super fast Correct. as you think out in rural areas so the fact that dvds and this and blu-rays and this kind of stuff is still a thing is not as surprising as i would think so the the reason i picked the story was because i am a person who i will go look to rent a movie on for instance amazon prime mm-hmm. uh if it's not included on prime i, I go look to rent it on amazon prime and Sometimes it's like, you know, well, they don't have a rental option. You're going to have to buy it for $15. Right. I'm like, I will get my happy behind off the couch and I will go to Walmart. <laughs> I'm going to rent it for because I'm not paying $15 to buy some movie that I just want to watch. But then the disc is scratched and then like, you know, it's always drama. So I should just pick something that's on Netflix. So that's re- that's the that's the entire trajectory of getting a movie from Redbox. I should have just watched something on Netflix. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I rented a Redbox DVD. It's got to have been years. But, look, the story is Redbox, whether you like them, whether you use them or not, is going uh, public again, 
because they were public and they went private. Now they're going public again through SPAC. Uh, the current stock ticker is SGAMU, which stands for Seaport Global Acquisitions Corp. But once it's done, will be RDBX for Redbox, of course. But if you wanted to buy it now, it's SGAMU, right? But here's the deal. And again, Danny and I talk about this all the time. We talk about stocks and stuff like this. And he calls me a blue pill because, you know, I'm intelligent and, you know, look at things for what they actually are. Look, that's this not why is I a- call you a blue pill. I call you a blue pill because you buy into the established narrative. That's the only reason. Whatever. The point is, is, is this is a company that is not profitable and it has not been profitable for a while. They are going, going public to hopefully get to their paying bills. Is what this company yeah. is doing. All right, they're they're merging with a company, this SGAMU that has two hundred million, well, one hundred seventy-five million dollars. They're getting another fifty million dollars from another private investor. They're right. using that to go SPAC with the hope with with the ability to hopefully raise another five hundred million dollars. I mean, Lionsgate Legendary Entertainment is backing this SPAC play. And did you already say the value of this? The, the final deal they're expecting to be worth six hundred ninety three million dollars. Yeah, seven hundred. Well, and that's what that's what I was about to get to is they they've accumulated between these two private investors going with this company SGAMU. They have a two hundred million dollars sitting in an account, and they're getting another fifty million dollars from another private investor, and so they're using two hundred and fifty million to try and raise seven hundred million. And guess what? The the investor in Redbox, again, not currently a profitable company and has not been for years, right? right. The uh, the other side of this is the open investor is only getting up to 41% of this company. So hmm. Redbox and these new investors, institutional investors, right. get 59% of this new company, Yeah. right? Of a non-profitable company that they're hoping to raise $500 million to pay bills. So let me ask you this, uh, the big man. You always say you're intelligent and you think about things and blah, 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 blah. I do. And blah, blah, blah is very accurate. Okay. Let me ask you this question. What is the value proposition to these investors to take a business that is not profitable? Mm -hmm. The, The trajectory of which... Uh, you can say uh, what you said is entirely correct that most of this country is rural. Most of this country is rural, but the f- like fifty-one percent of this country lives in two cities. Right. And this is that's prior to um, El Tecate, but even then, um, they haven't. The the it's those are transitory cities where the people who are leaving are often replaced by people who are moving in. Right. And those numbers have they've held. They look like New York City and Los Angeles are keeping up. So I'm just saying, what to you? Because you, I'm the, I'm the genius. I know. Hey, what man? I know every look at my dimples. Tell That's you what, right, man. That's I was right. raised on a farm in Dallas, and I pulled myself up by my boots. Those so, all things are true. <laughs> yes, I know. So you tell me, like, what is the? Because these investors aren't stupid. No, right? what happens? They is got it's- fifty million from somewhere. Right, and and this is this is how this kind of stuff works, and this is the part that most people don't understand that that we don't have. If you're an average person, if you're a small business or whatever, you don't have access to these tools. Meaning, if they can raise this seven hundred million dollars, they what drags any company down? Debts, 
right? You accumulate debts. You're not profitable. If you can eliminate those debts, you go from not profitable to maybe profitable. Now, I don't have inside their books. I can't see it, but that's the way it works for most of these SPAC companies is I have these debts that if I can pay them off by going IPO and an offering, I am now all of a sudden profitable because I've used your money to pay, pay off down my debt. debts. And from these original people, they're getting 59% of the company. So right. if it goes, if it shows profitability inside of a couple of years, they can strategically exit out, and they've made, they've doubled, tripled, quadrupled right. their money, right? I'm, and handing that off to now your average investor, right? Right. What do you see as a uh, an avenue for Redbox to somehow grow its footprint or grow its customer base? Because I don't see a situation where that's going to be a thing. I would put this in the hat, and again, this is me, this is idiots versus idiots, this is not stock advice. I'm giving you my personal opinion. Yeah. I see this as a bad investment, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Right? Here's one of the biggest ones. Approximately 70% of the customers that are currently using the service fall into the category of what we say as late adopters to technology. That is just going to shrink, right? So the other side of this going SPAC is they're hoping to raise money. And with these partnerships, right, Lionsgate, Legendary Entertainment, Screen Vision, right, all of these companies, they're trying to become, they're trying to get into the Netflix space. They Look, the red box is just a way they want to go, but it says even in this article, they want to get big into the video on demand uh, space. They want to start making their own shows like Netflix or whatever. That's why I think this is a losing bet. You can't just jump into this. If you were trying to do this 10 years ago with your Redbox right, yes. audience that you had built and, and said, hey, we're going to beat the crap out of Netflix because we already have all these people that use our service and we're a right. name. Who knows the Redbox name anymore? Because, right, so here's another thing too. You look at the kind of intersection of when Redbox became popular and how it effectively, you know, Blockbuster was on its way out, right? Right. You know, it... You know, it was most of its ventricles were clogged. It was out. It was going to be done. Absolutely. Right? There's one actually blockbuster left in America still open. One, just yeah. one. And just the one. And it's somewhere in Oregon. So, you know, it's a bunch of hipsters. Um, right. They're keeping it alive artificially because it's hip and cool because it's the yeah. only one. And anyway, yeah. go ahead. But I'm just saying they could have easily gone the route because they're competing in the DVD, they're competing in the disc space. Mm -hmm. Right. They could have just as easily used their disc revenues to build out an infrastructure because Netflix was just delivering the disc to your house. Right. Right. And so there's the, you know, the, the math here is, well, now you don't have to ship things. You have to ship them back, all that other nonsense. But now you can. And listen, Netflix still has discs. Uh, oh, they are still sending it out. But but can't, could Netflix become Netflix transitioning now versus a decade no. ago? And it's that's over. what Redbox is essentially trying to do, right? right? They're trying to get this stream of income and then heavily invest it in video on demand services and stuff like this. Now, is there space in the Netflix? We're going to talk about another uh, um, yeah, combination another, of yeah. media right today. Is there space in, in there for Redbox streaming? There is. But here's where there is space, okay? There is space for this huge multi, uh, for this multinational conglomerate that owns most of the universe to acquire this little guy. 
Okay. Sure. And that makes Amazon. way more sense to me than SPAC. Amazon acquiring, and maybe this is, and so I'm, again, I'm not saying anything. I'm just proposing. Sure. Sure. If I'm looking this, I'm, I'm not a cynical person. I'm red-pilled, but I'm not cynical. If I'm looking at this from that perspective, I'm going, they're trying to shed their books of all this debt. And they're just, and this is literally, they're taking, they're taking the debt that's in their pocket and they're covering their debts with your money. They're just pulling the money out of the that's public market doing. and putting it in their pocket. And that, that I think they're trying to position themselves to be attractive to. You know what? The last red box that I went to was sitting right next to this thing called an Amazon delivery locker. Really? And sometimes, yes. So sometimes, let's say you live in an apartment. Let's say you live, uh, let's say you're a 21-year-old man living with your parents. You don't want them knowing all, you know, all the kind of nasty things you're getting delivered via Amazon Prime. <laughs> you got this thing delivered to your you know, Amazon locker. So okay, you cool. can strip the package out. You say, hey, I'm going to the gym. You come back with all your stuff in your gym bag. They don't know what kind of garbage you bought. You know? Interesting. Yeah. So I, I just think what they're <clears throat> trying and attempting to do here is clean up their books with this with the SPAC it's so that they can get acquired. That's what this is. They're, they're, they're GoFunding me. But here, here's the That's reality. That's what every SPAC is, right? Right. And this is this is where I agree with you, which is a rare occasion because, you know, Danny doesn't understand most things, especially business mm-hmm. things. And um, Got a 32 so, on my ACT, got 161 <laughs> IQ. You know. just, just make up things as you go along. But uh, look, or, or that's facts. what getting this GoFundMe SPAC yeah. in this way and yeah. paying off those debts if that's what they choose to do with the money. Even because when you say you're going to do something and then you get that money, you don't always do what you say you're going to do, um, right. which is another thing when it comes to business and funding and stuff like that, which drives me insane, right? Because I can right. say I'm going to use this to pay off debts and then I don't and then I just file bankruptcy and then, you know. And then I anyway. just end up with all that money in my pocket and exactly. all of my, and then you just all of my venture, ripped off millions of people. All of my venture partners convert all their notes into debt and then everyone walks away with golden parachutes. I know the scheme. Yes. Okay, but let's say that's not the case. If they do pay off their debts, that's it's called when a getting seized. That's like uh, yeah, that's like a company. That's when it would be advantageous for a company like Amazon or anybody else to purchase them because why? Why not let them go SPAC, pay right. off the debts, and then buy a company that's debt is way down, and yes. then you're just buying their library, you're buying their you know that kind of thing. They're they are what? not. They're not. Amazon would not buy them right now. No, they have too many debts. They're not a profitable company. It doesn't but make sense. Here's why I think that acquisition actually makes sense for Amazon, is it allows them to compete with Netflix in a way that lets them introduce their brand to the people who are late adopters right. of technology, because they they say this isn't Redbox anymore. It's Prime Redbox. Exactly. And and that is obviously, in, in my opinion, and you were right in this case, again, that, that feels weird coming out of my mouth, is because that 70% is under the category of late adopters, those are probably the people that Amazon have yet to get to. And that right. sounds crazy because late adopters, they're still going to the store and getting their crap. They're still find, buying it at Bob's right Hardware down the street and that kind of stuff in these rural places. So that, that absolutely could be a good fit. Because it would be a and, demographic that Amazon doesn't currently have contact in. And listen, they can they can add a bunch of features for Prime members because they are having they have issues where they're trying to negotiate. We want this on our platform. Well, we won't let you rent it out today. 
you can't rent it out for two months or whatever. You can only sell the, the digital rights right. to it, or the digital copy of it. So this kind of solves a problem. And listen, Amazon's prime you know, entertainment business is only growing. Oh, yeah. Well, but this brings up part of stocks and investing in business because when I said, hey, this is a bad investment, based on it just doing what we say in this story it's going to do is a bad investment. However, if you buy what becomes Redbox and then Amazon buys it out, it's a good investment because for two weeks ahead of that, what's the stock going to do? It's going to trend upward because of the acquisition in that case. So it would be a good investment in that case. I'm only talking in hypotheticals. Um, the more likely scenario in, you know, wrapping this up, but the more likely scenario for Redbox is they're going to get seared. I think oh, that's what's actually going to happen. 100%. I, I, that's what I feel. That's what I think. Uh, they're going to get seared. I would put my money nowhere They're going to get this. loaded down with management fees, and they're going to be in debt up to the neck, and then they're going to go bankrupt. But guess what? It's not like there's a store that they're firing everyone from. There's no. probably a handful of technicians and people who load the DVDs in who are probably loading vending machines somewhere else, too. So it's not like, you know. Yeah, it would be a massive, let's say, you know, uh, employee that you're layoff or anything like yeah. that. But it's still something, right? It's still some- somebody's going to lose it. And not everybody is that golden parachute, right, investor. No, no. So, so somebody and, you know, yada, yada. But, but again, Seaport, sometimes in business, Seaport's going to lay them down. Listen, exactly. Seaport is going to lay them down with all sorts of debt. So when they exit, it's like, oh, we owed, you know, we owed $300 million in fees to Seaport. We were only able to pay $150 million. They laid off the rest of the debt. Seaport gets the, gets the write-off $150 million against their taxes because they took a loss. Yeah. And then Redbox goes bankrupt. But they got $150 million in fees for consulting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I want to tell you about Big Man Gear. You can go to bigmangear.com, uh, which will send you to the Amazon uh, Prime store, mm-hmm. and you can buy what the big man views as funny merchandise. It's every corny dad joke and uh, Gen X meme, which, you know, I used to <laughs> I'm gonna use have the B-word. I'm going to have to hire me a small big man to do more of these okay. shirts. I get so far behind on, on designing right. new shirts. I need to hire me a big man, to a small big man, yeah. or a bigger big man to, to design these shirts right. for me so that I can, uh, you know. Uh, but listen, who doesn't need another T-shirt? Because we all do. And who doesn't need a T-shirt that tells everyone that they listen to our podcast because, you know, Hey, fastest growing, fastest growing business news podcast in the world, but especially right. on TikTok. Fastest it's growing true. business news podcast. Hey, tell me a little bit of how our TikTok is going before we jump into the story. Well, we've only been on TikTok what now two weeks, right? That's correct. Two weeks. Uh, we've cracked the five thousand subscribers. We've cracked seven thousand likes, and we've had tens of thousands of views. What? Um, yeah. What is wrong uh, with you, TikTok? <laughs> So What's going on? Apparently, we are uh, uh, TikTok famous. Apparently, I don't we've think had we're a TikTok couple... famous. Right, can we be TikTok? I think we can say that. I don't want to be anything famous. 
I'm just saying that I've spent some time looking at people that have uh, subscribed to our particular TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah. That have that 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 don't have <laughs> even what we've had after two weeks. So yeah. I think I say we can say we're TikTok famous. You know, okay. Mark well, Mark Hamill got on TikTok this week, so I've already reached out to him. Hopefully, we okay. can have him on the show. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got to. This what is you a nerds do. versus nerds. Okay, I don't want to talk to Mark <laughs> Hamill. You would giggle like a little schoolgirl if we had Mark Hamill on the show. I would not. So I don't care. You would absolutely uh-uh. be starstruck, and uh-uh. you can eat it if you think any other no, thing. No, I was so starstruck when we people. had Matt Cox on. That was as starstruck as I'm going to get. Okay, a so. starstruck, you, you get starstruck over a, con, a convicted con man. That What's our next story? Really? Okay, fine. What is... What is our, our next story is pretty interesting. I think this is pretty interesting. I love the block. Tra- I love bl- the blockchain space. I love the <laughs> distributed finance space. I'm not invested in, of course. If I was hypothetically, I'd be a big fan of things, but I'm not. But I just am a big fan of how distributed finance is going to change our world. And um, I'm not that hot on NFTs. You're um, not that hot on on something that is no. absolutely nothing. That well, yeah, is. The reason I think this story is interesting, so eBay is now, right now today, you can go start buying and bidding on NFTs on eBay. And here's why I think this is interesting. I'm an, I was an avid eBay guy from the jump. Okay? Okay. Now, why I like eBay, um, why I like this for eBay, you know, I like this for eBay, is because they are now doing something which they have not done, which is, they are doing, they are innovating in a space where Amazon isn't. Okay. They are a, the world's leading brand in online auctions. There's nobody who can say that there is an auction website with maybe the exception of Yahoo Auctions Japan. Right? Yeah, that's no, just their a, audience is massive, right? Yeah. A, a, eBay's, but audience eBay's audience users, is massive. Yeah. Everyone has an eBay account. And so the concept that you can buy an NFT through an eBay auction, to me, is very interesting for eBay. That's super cool. I think eBay, this is a last, this is like a last bit of of relevance that that eBay could have. And I think, I think that this could shift things for eBay in a very positive direction. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Danny's wrong. Um, oh, of course. What's new? Again, just, just What's flat out new? Again, look, this is nothing more than a marketing, a, an opportunity for eBay to get some marketing news, some free marketing okay. news by using the word NFT, right? Like, this is this is just eBay as a company hey, we're talking about in their it, marketing we? department going, hey, let's get all these jugheads out here talking about eBay again. It's free advertising for podcasts and everybody else. eBay has zero desire to to get into the NFT industry. They are completely set up to sell just about anything. So an NFT to them is nothing but, hey, sure, we'll let you sell this too. Now, when you say that, they're not letting any Joe Bob that can build an NFT sell it on eBay. You have to be what they consider a trusted seller on ebay right you have to jump through hoops so they know who you are what you're doing and so there's a whole bunch of restrictions so that's why i say again it's not what you think it's not as big of a deal as you think because they don't they don't care they don't want to sell nfts they know what a scam 
a actual look i 100 percent am behind the gary v v friends and uh-huh. nfts if they actually are backed by something like v They're friends delivering for gary a physical v. good if okay. if the idea of gary v saying you know uh nfts will be uh when you buy a uh a concert ticket five years from now to go see somebody it's an nft on your phone and then after the concert you could sell that nft because they did something cool and the artist gets a piece and if that's what nfts become great right now an nft of your favorite basketball player dunking or you know whatever these dumb nfts that have gone for millions of dollars it's the it's the birth of a new wave and so there's bound to be some correction in the market and there's right. bound to be a, uh, some sort of movement of what an NFT is, and that's fine. It's new, and this is this is Just coming because from because it's new does not make it great. Does not make it something. It, this is coming from the side of the screen that's always like, oh, I was I was building computers before you was knee high on a grasshopper. Blah blah. That blah. is very true on both. This camps. guy who believes says he believes in all this stuff doesn't. Cannot see that there's the. This is the future, right? No, no, it's not the future. It it okay. can be a part of the future if it's done yeah. properly. The future like is now, of good old ideas, man. Like yeah, you keep saying that. And look, people that have been on new things always mm. say that. Well, it's new. You mm. don't understand it, or it's. Well, no, I'm, look, not I'm not saying you saying don't understand it. Room. I'm saying, no, no, I'm not saying you don't understand it. I'm saying you understand it perfectly fine. You don't understand what it could be. And that's that is true. But okay. they said the same things about VHS tapes and 8-track tapes and DVDs and everything else. Look, everything has a lifespan, and not everything it's not that comes babies, out... not Beanie Babies, big man! It is Beanie Babies. This is real! It is Beanie Babies. Not everything real. that's new, okay? Furbies were also supposed to be a huge thing, okay? Just because it's new, all right? The first time you have a Furby talk tap back to you because it had some artificial intelligence in it, it was creepy, and kids didn't like it, okay? So, so the true. fact is, just because it's new, it wasn't. people think because you add the word new to something or you add the word virtual to something right. that it absolutely is relevant. And in this case, again, no, and I big agree. fan of Gary V and V Friends right. and NFTs that are backed by something of value. Right. All right? Well, value is subjective. It's the first lesson of market economics. So Okay, yes, and you say that all the time and yes, I understand the, the basis of what you're saying, but and you cannot Yes, value is subjective when you are selling something and someone is buying something. But if you are not part of that transaction, right. value is not as subjective as you think. I can prove that your house is worth X based on what other people bought it. Now, will somebody pay twice that in an insane market like today? Maybe, but that's the only time it's subjective, right? In this case, well, no. I'll give you a prime example. Every house, is- every house I don't buy is worth zero dollars to me because that's why I didn't buy it. That's why okay, value is look, subjective. This and this is kind of part. of I know. I hate. This is why I hate doing stories about the future, which is blockchain. Because the big it is man, not. the big man is still like you know in his office on his rotary phone, calling up people from his Rolodex like, hi hi. I, uh, I don't have a Rolodex or rotary phone, but thank you. Um, I actually know and how to but use. But you have both a Galaxy S nine. Unlike, 
unlike my colleague over here. Okay, because I'm frugal and I know things that work. All right, whatever. Look, here's the point. This transitions nicely because this is part of this. Um, We are actually recording the show on May 23rd. It doesn't come out until the 25th, but we're recording it on May 23rd. And the reason I'm bringing that up, which I don't normally, is because part of this whole NFT thing we're just talking about, about eBay is as of today, May 23rd, the one of the most popular YouTube videos that has been watched over the entirety of YouTube, right? Over 882 million times this video has been watched is the Charlie bit my finger video, right? As of today, that will British be a- accent was so horrifying. <laughs> As the of queen today, is will rolling be over and deleted from room. YouTube. Really? Deleted. You will no longer be able to watch it as of today. Because I didn't know that. The two kids that are in the video have officially sold that as of today as an NFT wow. for $760,000. Wow, that's like like a million pounds and 14 <laughs> pence or whatever. I love whenever you have to talk to a British person, they start converting their currency into pounds. I'm like, oh, oh get yeah. out of here. Pa- pa- I don't even know the difference. And then terms. they're like, pounds, pence, uh, and- oh, oh, mate, I'm, I'm 12 stone. Do you want to fight me? Yeah, like you're 12 yes, you're I'm measuring po- yourself in boulders? <laughs> how big is a boulder? Like, how big is a stone? Do we know exactly what it's I don't know. Is? The okay. British are ridiculous, and anytime I leave this country, which has you know, been rare or impossible this last year, I'm always like, well, how do you people measure things like in Canada? What what is this moose per my maple syrup? Like how do you <laughs> Oh now you're getting the Canadians in on this? That is I hate the Canadians. Is, okay, but come on. Like yeah. that is the the kids a video turned it to an NFT and sold it for seven or Now here's Listen, the thing. Good for they those have made kids. plenty of they have made plenty of money off that video already. And good for them. I am yeah. all about people making money off of right. whatever they can. One hundred percent about it. But who in the world is paying $760,000 for a yeah. video that has been available for 14 years, right, to watch? And the remixes, and the remixes of it, you know, like, are, are but wild. That's my point. Is That's why I say NFTs as NFTs that are right. backed by nothing of value. Of course. Yeah. Is this a good investment for whoever bought this? Absolutely and let, not. And let me tell you but something. My, cool? my old man, sure. you sound a lot like my dad, and he said people never need a cell phone. Nobody needs a cell phone. Unless you're running a travel agency or a business, you don't need a cell phone. <laughs> guess who's? Guess who? Guess what? Never leans his side. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That man's iPhone. There is not a moment of downtime where he's not. Okay. <laughs> so scrolling through Facebook, get a little. Well, he's not in there. Of Facebook. He's, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> Listen. You fine. I'm just. I'm just gonna let this go because you're just so. Hey, tell- Telling him to follow us on TikTok. You know your dad's on TikTok. No, he's not allowed to have a TikTok. <laughs> I I oversee all of my parents. Like I'm, you know, there comes a point in your your parents' lives where you guys have an inversion. That's where right. You now tell them what they're doing. Yeah. So they're not allowed to have TikTok because I'm like, you don't need the Chinese spying on you. I'm not saying that's what's happening. We love China. Um, <laughs> we love China. Get out of here. So I want to tell you guys about Rise Relentless. Rise Relentless is my coffee mug company. We sell fun coffee mugs for entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and anyone that dares to dream. We got some new designs coming out pretty soon here. We're going to do some extra stuff like prints, 
Um, the big man is holding up the too big to fail one of one mug, which he printed on the wrong kind of mug. But you got about what the artist wants, right? Because it was yeah, right. That mug was an NFT. You could only get it one way because I would deliver <laughs> it the proper way. That's it. I'm gonna turn it into an NFT and sell it for seven hundred sixty thousand dollars. There you go. So this is our this story. Like we have this is a media heavy uh, show this week. But hey, what can you do? This is just what's going on in the marketplace. Uh, right. And we're a marketplace and business news uh, podcast, fastest growing in the world. Uh, we are, I think we are, we are substantively better than the group chat podcast. Um, we have half the number of Indians, but 15 times the volume of information. <laughs> so I'm just saying if um, the boys so of group chat. you're just calling chat, out other podcasts at this that's point. Correct. That's where we've gotten if to. If the boys of group chat want to, uh, um, you know, want to have one of those fancy celebrity boxing yeah. matches, except it's going to be in the octagon. And, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's one round for 60 seconds. I'm not going that's into correct. this extra minutes and stuff. No, 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 no. Not that nonsense. We're, it's knockout, baby. Oh, you don't want to get in the octagon with me. I'm just saying. All right. Yeah, no. This is. Um, if you've never watched the very first UFC, you'll see exactly what's going to happen to Big Man in the Octagon. <laughs> um, AT&T, yes. three years ago, um, acquired Warner Media, which included a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, they have since spun off a bunch of their different streams. They had a bunch. They had like I think there's something like three streaming platforms that emerged out of that that acquisition. Right. Um, which are now all basically exist as HBO Max. Correct. Um, with the exception of AT&T TV Now or something like that. Something ridiculous. Here's what's crazy. They are now effectively attempting to divest Warner Media and right. spin it off into a merger with Discovery to create a behemoth right. of... A streaming service. Uh, well, look, they, they here's where, and again, this is the business side. This is a no-brainer for them because by kind of unraveling this and then the merger on the other side, they're going to walk away AT&T with $43 billion. Okay? So it's, they get to... You know, they, that's okay. Not only do they get... Here's the thing, though, and this is why it's so much of a racket. People making money is so much of a racket. Is not only is AT&T as a company, and let's just say it's an individual, a guy named AT&T, right? Yeah. Gets a guy to named... offload something that I don't want to do anymore. Right. I'm going to get paid $43 billion to do it. And okay. on top of that, AT&T gets 70%, 71% ownership in the new company. <laughs> so you're paying me $43 billion to give me 71% ownership. I know. You know what's interesting is, you know, a couple weeks ago we did a story about Verizon um, offloading their media business, which was right. which is a different kind of content business. Right. Um, it certainly didn't have the back catalog and library that Warner Media holds because that's an entirely different beast. There's Absolutely. no really comparing the two. But what is interesting is you saw this thing where telcos – Telecommunications companies, the, the legacy uh, media brands, not me, legacy media brands, sorry, legacy telecommunications companies mm -hmm. tried to jump into new media, whether right. that was Verizon with Huffington Post and everything else, and whether it's AT&T with Warner Media. And after a few years, both of them go, nah, nah. no thanks. 
I'm no, out. no, and and they shouldn't, right? They 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 really shouldn't. This is gonna you're going to get a much better product on the other side by them spinning this off and again yeah, letting I them agree do with that. what they want to do. You'll have CEOs and people that run that that run it like what it should be ran like, which is a media company, right? That kind of stuff. So Discovery gets 29% of this new company. Um, AT&T gets the other 71%. Now, again, this is all dependent on regulatory, right? Yeah, getting it cleared through regulatory um, approval. Which usually takes about a year. So you won't see any of these big changes. Um, I will say, look, if you can get this all under one umbrella, right? You're you're combining everything that HBO Max has. You're combining right. everything that Discovery Plus currently has, and right. you get all of those working together. I don't know if I was Disney Plus, if I was Netflix, if I was these other big players, this would scare the living crap out of me because you're combining a lot of very different talent, right? Right, and shows. This is this company could be what. We always said, okay, apps and all of these uh, video on demand places are really trying to replace cable. Yes. This could be the first app that actually, actually replaces cable. And let me tell you why. I think Disney Discovery Plus is something along the lines of 10 to $14 a month. Mm-hmm. And if you say, hey, we're going to add on five some dollars if you want HBO Max or to, to it, I might pay that. Well, you know? that's my point. Is you, you could realistically have your very first on-demand true cable replacement that has yes. Discovery and Animal Planet and all these shows yeah. that people sit around and watch all the time. And then you add on top of that Game of Thrones and Harry yes. Potter and, and all these uh, things What's like Harry that. Potter? Don't, don't, don't. Just don't. All right, you know no, what, what Harry that? Potter is. My point is, is I'm unfamiliar with it. I'm sorry. You could have your first cable replacement in what this app becomes. It has that kind of right. potential, and if you have that kind of potential, people will not only pay twenty dollars for it; they'll pay forty dollars for it or fifty dollars right. for it because that's right. still twenty five percent of what it would cost for cable, right? That's right. And more of the channels that you actually watch, like your Animal Planet, like your whatever. I will also bring up this is to me was a I don't really, and again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, okay? Danny is much more on that side than I am. But when I th- what, one of the things that I thought was kind of tucked into the tail end of this article is part of this whole Warner Media is CNN, right? You could say, okay, well, CNN is a cable news provider, right? It's not on your major networks as a cable news provider. And and since the beginning of this year, cable news ratings has been way down. So you could say, okay, this is an opportunity for Warner Media to like They shot their golden goose, man. Get well, uh, yeah, they did, but get rid of CNN or down. They shot their orange goose, I should say, rather. Yeah, or package it. No, no, no. They put in here to take everything we have in news, combine it in with CNN to be a world leader in news. So, what I think that means to me, like reading between the lines, is they're going to take everything that is news in Warner Media and shove it into CNN, right? And if they do what, that, what else? What other? What other things are news within? The they have Discovery a lot of auxiliary problem. news channels and stuff okay. like that. And if they take sports, if they take everything else that are on all these alternate channels, shove it into CNN, and then make that the major news network of their newest cable replacement app. Hmm. You could see CNN be something, right? Like like a real it could be 
That's what I'm saying. And it was just kind of tucked away in there as, hey, yo, we're not doing, we're not getting rid of this. We're going to combine it all under, and then it's going to be the major news network of what is the cable replacement app, right? Yeah. That That could be be interesting. That is a piece of this that I was reading about of like, hey, we still have CNN. And at no point in time did I realize CNN, I I didn't realize that um, What's His Face had lost control of it. I forgot what his name is over the top of my head. Well, but uh, look, Fox News and that news space, Fox News is still the biggest. They definitely take percentage-wise the same hit as every other cable news network, right? But again, if you think this is going to be the next cable replacement, and you end up being the news of that new cable replacement, right? You you become much more powerful than you think. You're That's you all true. of a sudden go from a dying cable news network, which it is, which all right? of them, which are, it currently right? is. It's all of them. It's all of them are dying cable news network. Um, uh, actually, I'm a big fan, and I don't mind saying this on the podcast. Big fan of the Hill, which is you know what I mean, a channel, uh, the uh, Rising. Right, the Hill Rising uh, podcast. Uh, they actually this week, uh, I think in the last couple of weeks, have surpassed now these major cable news networks in unique <laughs> showings. So a and YouTube Rising, channel. By the way, uh, you know I've met Crystal Ball before, right? I did not know that. But. I have a picture of me and her somewhere, and uh, you know I'm I'm five foot, not five foot eight, but you know in the uh-huh. ballpark. Yeah, he's tall. He's she a tall is. gal. Yeah, she's yeah, really she sweet. Is. Well, she's I, really sweet. I have no doubt, but I'm a I'm a rising fan. So they actually surpassed in the last couple of weeks because those news networks have been trending since the beginning of the year. I, I'm a fan of the rising the same way I'm a fan of a tornado warning. Not, not good. That is that is awful. You should definitely check it out if you're watching this. But no. uh, yeah. Well, I thought that was. I just thought you know, like they're getting all this money. The part of it that I found fascinating was um, that these two these two huge legacy players in telecommunications bought into media and thought we're going to really make this into something. And after what is effectively in the world of business, fifteen minutes, we're like, yeah, just kidding. <laughs> Well, I, I go. good for them for pivoting their business. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, good we, for them they, for they, got, they gave it the Irish goodbye. Like, we're, yeah, we're the, and pivoting their business. I look. I think we anybody that follows business history knows that business ebbs and flows. This whole yeah. argument of monopolies, right? You get businesses that are eating up everything, and then they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then the pendulum starts swinging the other way because the more things you do, the less the the product always suffers. Right. Yeah. You start out as a, a telecommunication company, and then you try to be a media company too, and then, and then they listen, both does, suffer because you're trying to do two different things. Does, does anyone remember Singular Wireless? AT and T spun off its wireless unit, and it became uh-huh. Singular. Right. And then through a series of acquisitions, a new company which adopted the AT and T name because it had it had merged with a series of other telecom mm-hmm. companies. And they kept the new companies kept taking AT and T because it was the legacy name, right? They ended up reacquiring Singular after having spun it off. And I was a customer at that time, and they, through some through some witchcraft, I <laughs> suckered them into giving me free phones because I kept flip flopping between the two brands. That's awesome. And then I put them, and then I put the put them on this website called eBay. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No, I haven't heard of that one. That that escapes me. 
All right. Well, before we jump into this very last story, which the big man has already warned me before we got started today, he said, I'm in a, I'm in a crummy mood. <laughs> By the way, we're supposed to record these podcasts on a Friday. Today's a Sunday, which he's already mentioned. It's already Danny's plays, fault. It's Danny's yeah, fault. He, no, it's not true. He plays this game where he's not going to say, Do you, are you ready to record? You're playing chicken with the wrong guy. We're playing podcast chicken. I will us off this cliff. Because <laughs> I'm not the guy who has to edit these. So I don't care. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're playing talent, podcast okay? chicken about recording, and Danny's yeah. just, um, you know. That's that's the you know the billionaire that Danny is. He just that's doesn't correct. have. He can do that's whatever correct. he wants when he wants. That's right. That's right. So you know, waiting on him, waiting, trying to wait on him to initiate. Hypothetically, a future hyper, hypothetically a future billionaire in cryptocurrency. <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, yes. But before we jump into this, I do want to tell people about this new club, this new exclusive club, which anyone in our audience is eligible to join. Just by giving us their email address. That's right. Upyoursclub.com. It's free to join. You can send us a one-time tip or an ongoing non-tax-deductible donation. Now, whether that donation is or is not tax-deductible, it's all up to your tax professional. I am not giving you tax advice. Well, definitely send money to Danny because you know those one percenters like Danny definitely right. want your money too, right? Correct. Like that's they want all the money. That's how you become a one percenter, <laughs> big man. <laughs> Let me teach they, you about how to become a one percenter. That's hey. right. I, I'm I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. All you right, suck up one or two percent. This next story. I thought this was a joke when he sent it to me, folks. I I did. I thought it was a joke. Uh. So I, I did a little bit of research um, on the story when I found it. Uh-huh. I had not, I had not until very recently looked up the video. So there's a new reality show, and you can go watch it on YouTube or Facebook Watch, which means somebody made this show, yeah. tried to sell it to Netflix. They'll buy any garbage. Sure, Netflix, Netflix. will buy any garbage. Mm. Amazon even more so. If there is any garbage out there, they will buy it. Okay. There's an umpteenth number of cable news, uh, cable channels that buy ungodly reality shows. Awful. Awful. That nobody All wants the time. to watch. All so, the time. And this, this one is on Facebook. Only watch makes it out to video, video on, on YouTube. demand. YouTube. So, and, and Facebook Watch, which means nobody wanted to buy this. <laughs> LinkedIn. Which it was on LinkedIn, Danny. It was on LinkedIn as well. It was an exclusive to LinkedIn. What? Well, LinkedIn decided to pivot to you know drop an audio chat, so they cut this loose. I'm sure. Go ahead. Uh, there's a new reality show. Like I said, you can <clears throat> least out on on the YouTube. So I went to go watch it before we started podcasting, and I uh... okay. Uh, it's there. What's it called? Uh, it's called Unicorn Hunters. <laughs> Not so it's the a reality fabled TV mythical show. creature. Not the. <laughs> this isn't some weird animal planet looking for the megalodon. I'm going through five hours of this guy chumming the ocean for something that doesn't show up, and then find out it's all a myth. This is not that. Yes, this is a Shark Tank style. And Shark Tank is just kind of a the easiest way to describe it to you. Sure. Um, 
a bit like business show where they're attempting to buy up the next billion dollar business unicorn. But you viewers at home can invest too. <laughs> okay. So essentially we have the idea of Shark Tank. Yeah, but listen, but- they got Steve Wozniak. And let me tell you something. I have some friends who are out raising money in Silicon Valley maybe five, seven years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. They cold email Woz and got him to sit down with them. Okay. And that's when I go, Waz doesn't got nothing going on, does he? <laughs> Waz got a lot of spare time. On his- if you can get Waz to sit down with you off a cold email, Waz ain't busy. Okay, well, but here's the deal. Like, I get it. Like, who wouldn't want to try to make a Shark Tank type of show that, that got picked up, right? They called Shark it Tank is a of- huge show. Instead of calling it sharks, they called it the circle of money, which I love, by the way. Calling the sharks what you think is yes. the sharks, right? That group yeah. of four people. That sit and they there. sit around a round table. And, okay. and called the circle of money is fantastic. That is that is a, that is so absurd. It is fantastic. Okay. They got Lance Bass. You know, he was a former was it NSYNC or Backstreet Boy. One of those, you know, one of those Lou. Um, NSYNC. That guy. I think it was NSYNC. Of course, you would know better than I would. So, hey, yeah, I yeah, grew up in the age of boy bands, man. Come on, yeah, you know, okay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and listen, the, the former U.S. Treasurer Rosa Rios. So, so, I mean, this isn't just like who's available. Right? Yeah, look, but again, who's well? I mean, look, a lot of these kind of shows, especially reality shows or whatever. Look, who you get? You send out an email and you go, "Who's signing on to do this?" Right? How much did they get paid? I guarantee they got paid very little to do this, but right. they all own pieces of the back end. So if the show takes off, they all make just junk tons I just, of money, right? Listen, I just the reason I included this story before I had watched it, um. <laughs> It I just, sounds interesting. It sounds yeah, that's interesting. A, so the part Shark of it that tank like the part of it that caught me was they're letting you invest, right? Absolutely. So because I and listen, I don't know the specific details. I don't know if if they have to take an investment, meaning if because um, on Shark Tank, you know, if they come in offering a dollar amount, they have to get the dollar amount at minimum. So all you can do is play with the percentage. I don't know if it works like, hey, you, the investor on the at home, can only invest if the <clears throat> circle of money also invests. <laughs> I think that is I I got that same criteria is if the okay. circle of money deems it as a investment, investment. that could potentially be worth a billion dollars, right? A unicorn right. that yeah. they are offering you, and they'll have minimums, much like what was the uh, the website we talked about about a month ago? Where I you forget. Go in and pre IPO, yes, right? But I know what but, you're talking about. So, so this the idea of giving your average everyday investor access to pre IPO companies, right? It yeah. sounds sounds like a good thing, right? Um, yes. And giving them the opportunity with low upfront in, in as little as a hundred dollars. I think some of them are going to have minimums of a thousand dollars or whatever, right? So, th- th- I agree with you from a standpoint of okay. If I read the article, forget the name because I think it's the dumbest name ever. The dumbest. But, I think it is perhaps the worst name. I think it is of the any- worst name. And then I so I just I don't think at that time when I put the when I put this in our story sheet right I don't think the clip was available okay 
Well, no, because it just came out this week. It just went live yeah. this week. So, like, right? if so. it had, if it, had, it may, you know, because I put this up a month ago, I'm just saying, I don't recall having seen this clip because if I had, I might have gone. <laughs> it is not good. It yeah. Is, it's, but here, again, I like where your head's at. And again, I don't normally agree with you, but I like where your head's at in that, you know, you're giving the average person, if the average person also had the ability to invest in companies that Shark Tank did, and look, may, maybe Shark Tank, the producers of Shark Tank, see something like this and go, hey, you know what? Next season, add this why don't we yeah. add this, right? Because it would cost them nothing to add, really. Right. I mean, really nothing to add. And again, these companies that go on Shark Tank, I'm sure would appreciate the extra investment, right? Who doesn't like that? Um, I did, however, when I got to the point where the actual news release mm-hmm. quoted Reddit, I think any problem, you got a problem there. Like, if your tell news you release includes yeah, how, the words, if we learned from anything Reddit. from Reddit, right. it's that people right now are raising their hands saying they want to be part of this. If your news release includes Reddit, the word Reddit in it, right. I don't know if I can take you seriously. Well, I already don't take you seriously, so what does that have to do with anything, right? Okay, I, mean, you're still I love here. Reddit. I love Reddit. It's hilarious. Yeah. I find it funny. And some of the subreddits are very informative and, and all. I love Reddit. I do. I, I'm a Redditor. However, if your official news release for your new investment show includes Quotes the word Reddit, Reddit yeah. I don't know if I can take it seriously. That's all I'm saying. Although, I don't know if you get past the point where Unicorn Hunters. I can't get past that name. It is so awful. It is so bad. Is I the, can't do it. Shark Tank. So, Shark Tank is actually... Um, the, the, the the premise is based on a show that I think was... I want to say it started in the UK, and it's a huge show. The brand is massive. It's called Dragon's Den. I think I do remember something. I knew it was from a UK show, but I didn't remember yeah. the name. And so it came to it came to Canada as Dragons Den, and the, there's in the US. We still have two two of the main investors in the U, in the US show Shark Tank mm-hmm. are from the Canadian program. So, oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I'm not a Shark Tank watcher. Herzevac, Herzevac, and um, O'Leary are from the original Canadian version of the show. I, 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 look, I know a lot of people that watch it, and, and again, yeah, I'm just not a fan Why do you hate Shark of, Tank? Why do you hate it? I don't like reality TV. Is it because you dislike fun? Oh. No, 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 no. I don't like reality TV because the thing about reality TV is it's reality TV. It's based yeah. in reality, but it's produced. You, yeah. In most cases, you are not getting their real reactions. You're not getting, this is, it's created drama, right? So yes. it's not real. Like all these home reality TVs you show buy it, love it or list it or whatever. These are yes. all fake. Yeah. And I hate the fact that people watch them and think they are reality, that that's actually the how right. the real world works, that you right. can be a, a butterfly cartographer and make a million dollars a year, so you're looking for a $5 million home, right? Like, I, I don't, it's not, it's based uh, in reality, but it's not reality. So any so show true. like Shark Tank, look, the... So you're red-pilled on reality TV, and this is a very good way of describing it. Apparently you. that's, uh, if that's... I don't know if that's the truth because I'm not. Under, I don't understand what you mean by the pills. But yes, don't. I don't think they should exist because it gives people the wrong impression. That's- no, and I listen. I can say this from experience. I have a friend who was moving um, to some other state, and his wife's like, "Well, we'll just find a fixer upper." And he's like, "Okay, who's going to fix it?" She's like, "We'll just hire. 
Let's hire a contractor. He's like, this is going to cost a fortune. We can just go buy a standing house that has all the stuff we wanted. He insisted. And then, you know, the, the, the con they bought a house. The contractor comes in and says, it's going to be $200,000 to do everything you want. Yeah. He's like, what, what they do it for like 70 grand on the TV shows. She, he's like, that's TV. It's a TV show. Are you crazy? So what are you talking about? So, like, it, you know, it is, it was fascinating to, like, you know, for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Unicorn Hunters, I guess if you want to go see it, uh, they are on the sa same platform Idiots versus Idiots is. No, YouTube. no, 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 no. We can't, not in the same realm. I'm sorry. I'm going to contractually, I'm going to send an email to YouTube and everybody else. Be it's like, I cannot be on the same page same platform as Unicorn, you know, Unicorn Hunters. Look, it, it's, it's so bad. It, but again, it could be one of those things that is so but bad you, that finds its cool following out there. Yeah, and if you go watch those first two or three seasons of Shark Tank before Mark Cuban. I, that's probably I when I saw Shark Tank was when it first was yes. first round. But look, here's the deal. Again, I look, I hope everybody makes money. I hope everybody, you know, makes a crap ton of money. So maybe, right. you know, the Unicorn Hunter guys make God, that name's Waz and Bass. Yeah, and, maybe you know. they make a lot of money and people make a lot of money with them. I, good for them. I would actually hope more so that Shark Tank goes, hey, let's just do this instead. Well, because I think Tank. they're, whatever, 12 or 13 seasons in. I'm sure that they're ready for, you know, uh, spice things up. Nonetheless, I'm, I'm just going to say this much. I am going to watch and <laughs> Unicorn Hunters. I'm not. I'm not um, going to watch it. I'm not, uh, we're going to see... Yeah, and I'm going to see where we land on that. Danny um, can be our official unicorn hunter reporter, right? Giving us our uh, weekly geez, updates. How many more the... jobs am I going to have on this podcast? I already do everything else. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. But That's untrue. He does you know, nothing. I just want to close with this. You know, you know, this last year has been pretty crazy. And <clears throat> I just want to say this. People never recruit me for their cult. It's not that I want to join, but it would be nice to be included from time to time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm gonna quit the show uh, it's <laughs> it was nice knowing you <laughs> we'll see you next time maybe folks <laughs>